Welcome to 40 Years of Hip Hop, where we review a thousand songs in the span of 40 years, from 1979 to 2019. This is the G-Man, the podcaster, and we're going to hit you today with a new review it's episode 40 and my man Ron on uh, Mr. Ron on the vlog will be reviewing on the YouTube channel so go check out his review after mine so or you could do it either both mine is more complete because I dissect a little bit more the subject as Ron's gonna do a, a brief uh, like a simpler version for not uh, this is not for the hip-hop purist the very rounds version you know <laughs> and also you can check out our premium apparel store where we have original t-shirts and more coming on our way and you love cool artwork then check out uh, 40 years of hip-hop display where we have metallic posters for your pleasure you could purchase you can also check out our amazing playlist on Spotify and you can also buy us a coffee to support us, you know, it will help up do more reviews quicker and maybe make a few more posts than once a week more posts. And also follow us on all our social medias like YouTube channel, Instagram, or Twitter, Facebook, and the keyword is 40 years of hip hop. You can find all these links in the descriptions uh, at 40 years of hip hop.bossprop.com also at the channel, the podcast channel, you can find them. So now let's begin our review for episode 40. Naughty by Nature, Uptown Anthem, you know, from the album Naughty by Nature that was released in 1991. So for originality. Okay, let's point out what makes these songs original. This song is a pure anthem. It's a song that describes real hip-hop, a hard song, not a commercially appeal anthem like OPP or Hip Hop Parade. Two songs that were great but got on my nerves because of too much radio airplay. You know, sometimes radio airplay kills it overall, you know. But it displayed the fact that Naughty by Nature was not an oriented commercial group only but happen to be successful in their rawness. So that's why this song, as far as originality, it basically summed it. It wasn't something extraordinary or really different from East Coast rap in the 90s, but so for, Naughty, for Naughty by Nature, it was different compared to the commercial songs they had, you know? So for this, I'm gonna go with a 3.5. Now for delivery, lyrics and flow. First, let's point out, you know, Tretch, my man, my man Tretch. This guy is a machine, he can speed as hell. An underrated MC is because of so many of Naughty by Nature's crossover mainstream hits, I think. But he was always hard on his verses and in all the group songs. Vinny Rock's presence, Uncle Vinny, on the mic, it toned down the songs and KG's production style too. A perfect combination for the trio overall. And because of that, the song wasn't too hard or too soft. It was a, a good thing for, for all of them, you know? For this, uh, because of that, I got two hip hop portable for this song. First one is, uh, is by Tresh. And it goes like, hey, you could smoke a spliff with a cliff, but there's still no mountain high enough or wide enough to touch. The naughty, nappy, nasty nigga, the nasty trashy. 
Oh, happy pappy, that's happy to be nappy. Me and Vin rock when spot heads, flocks, and groups and troops with timber boots and jail suits. Whoa, that was when I heard this the first time. I was like, wow. And I heard it on the Juice soundtrack, you know, in the, in the movie, basically. And I was like, what a verse. And my second quotable, it's uh, it's with Vinny and Tretch. They were like doing EPMD style, each, each, uh, doing each a punchline, a few bars. And it goes like this. You're chilling with a teddy filling villain. Stepping to the puny putty punks catching feelings. I hate so many guts. Call me Carter. Gutter. I'm the bread and butter. Punk motherfucker. I'll cut up. Working from the gut up. Brand new steady. Heavy as a Chevy. Ready for the pity petty. I'm Freddy Freddy. Place your bet on the vet. The tree man trip. What you see is what you get. Wow. And then you heard it's gonna go naughty. We're gonna hit naughty. That was so hell, you know? How could you go wrong with verses like this? And it was so direct and blunt. Oh, I, I can still hear it in my mind, you know? I don't know what about you guys, but that, well, that made it for me. And also, as a fun fact, you know, it's like that line that Trash made was, cussing was nothing till a black man rap. That line was so, when I heard that, I was like, wow. And it's a fact, you know, that he said, cussing was nothing until the black men rap. It's because rap made it like sound, the cussing was like taboo in the music industry and rap was more pure and more blunt and portrayed the realness. And it's true, after that, you started seeing people curse in uh, different genre of music, white music, different music, you know? and. It made a good statement about rap in the 90s crossing to the masses, but creeping it will. So, that's that's how it is, you know. Courtesyofgenius.com, don't forget. And with all these reasons, you know, I have to go with a four. I wonder what my Mr. Ron is saying on that, you know. I didn't give it a five, Ron. <laughs> so now, let's get to production and beat. First point about what makes this good or bad. Uh, it's a classic simple a beat. A beat for hip-hop purists like me. 90s backpaps, rap style, East Coast. My favorite song by Nutty by Nature by far. And also, it's, it's my favorite for Money by Nature, but I also have Ghetto Bastard and 1995's Poverty's Paradise lead single, The Craziest. These are like my three songs of Naughty by Nature, my top three, you know? And notes about the producer, DJ KG. KG performed both tasks as the group's DJ and in-house in -house producer. He also produced their only album by Rotting Rascals. It was a group closely associated with Naughty by Nature because it consisted of three members, Chad, Fram, and Diesel, Trent's Stretch younger brother. He hasn't produced for many rappers except a few songs for Queen Latifah on DMC on the album Down With The King, Milk Bone, The Almighty RSO, Will Smith, Crazy Bone, CL Smooth, Wick Ross, and the most notable one was Miss You by Notorious B.I.G. on featuring 112. It was a cut that made the classic on the 1997 Life After Death album, you know. KG basically, his production credits is mostly in the R&B genre, with many bigs named in the R&B market. With his R&B oriented label, Illtown, 
which has evolved and developed into Divine Mills since then. He discovered and signed many great R&B artists like Shani, Jaheem, Nex, Coffee Brown, The Rain, and many so, so many others. Sorry. And you know, for that reason, you know, courtesy of Poolsample.com, I'm gonna give that track a four for the production and style. Relevance and longevity. Mm. But this one, it definitely stood the test of time, this track. As a hard as it was as many years later, you know. Uptown Anthem didn't appear on early releases, releases of the album because of being a hit on the Juice or soundtrack. Trish had a cameo role in the movie also. That's where he launched his career as an actor, as an actor too, you know, since then. The song peaked at number 27 on the hot rap singles and number 58 on the R&B hip-hop charts too. It was sampled by Jermaine Dupree for the Jagged Edge track Shady Girl on the fourth album Hard in 2003 and also by the great late Tupac in 96 in his intro bomb first my second reply from the Don Kilominati the 7 day theory album and uh, Tresh and, and Pac had a good relationship we found out later on you know the song also appears in the 2016 Ubisoft video game Watch Dogs 2 uh, that's a good thing you know Another crazy fact is the song is especially notable for its chorus, which goes, we're gonna break, we're gonna blash, we're gonna roll, we're gonna smash naughty, yo, this, uh, that chorus is immortal, you know? And for that reason, for relevance and longevity, you know, almost perfect, I went with a 4.5. And now for powerful impact. Boom with the cannon, you know? How did this song impact hip hop culture? Mm. This track made the jump to a cult classic after being in the Juice movie only. Wow, to be that movie, Juice was like the epitome in the 90s, you know? Along with Menace to Society. And, but the difference is that Minister Society was more West Coast representative and Juice was really East Coast related more to me <coughs> where I was living, sorry. And uh, also you can take of Juice, you cannot take of Juice without Uptown Anthem, you know. Each classic black movie from the 90s was linked with a memorable song or soundtrack. Among real heads, it's a definite classic song. Another point about impact, uh, was it impactful more than that? Did it influence the game to a certain point? I don't think so. What I know is that I claim Naughty by nature as a real contender in the golden age of hip-hop, following the commercial success on radio airplay with the Selfish songs. I remember seeing interviews of Stretch with his hardcore image on MTV and, his, and he was like so cool with his big chains, you know, it wasn't a gold chain, it was a real chain to, to, to block or tie something, you know, like a bolt, you know, with a, with a big lock on it. He kept it real. Did you guys know that Tresh was married with Pepper from Salt and Pepper? Well, he had a complete career, you know, movie, acting, rapping, uh, Salt and Pepper, you know, with Pepper. <laughs> oh, 
And for all these reasons, you know, for the impact, I went with a shallow tree only. You know, I couldn't give it more. And let's see what Ron did overall. Because me, for my total score, I came up with a 19 out of 25 with a 76%. So, let's see what Mr. Ron will check out the vlog on our YouTube channel, Keyword 40 Years of Hip Hop. And go check it out to see what this verdict is. And please comment on the podcast. We have the links in the description. You can email us or follow us on our social media. Reply, comment. And tell us what you think. This is the G-Man, and I'm signing off. Peace, and thank you for listening.